You are listening to the Content Academy podcast where we teach online businesses how to create raving fans with their content. So let's get to it. Hey doing guys, Phil here. You're very welcome along to today's show. This one is slightly different than normal, given that I actually missed the show. Yes, life got in the way, unfortunately for me, and I did miss a great interview with Shari Teagman from SharyTeagman.com. She is a soul explorer, transformation coach, and creative business strategist, and the brainchild behind SharyTeagman.com, as I said. And her goal is to help as many people as she can to re-spark their souls and creative lives and businesses um, that they love instead of feeling dead and numb inside all sounds a little bit dramatic but trust me when you listen to today's show you'll really understand the message shari is trying to get across and some really great nuggets of information there for you to take away and implement today as i said i did miss it um, but i have had the pleasure and i mean genuinely mean pleasure of going back and listening to today's show and in the show paul speaks to shari about how how authenticity and create creativity should i say go hand in hand and shari's content creation methods which are slightly different to most and certainly different to mine uh, but as she says herself it really really works and she does it very very well and then of course turning uh, what matters into your content and how to approach the meaning uh, not necessarily the content so looking at it from a different point of view and uh, of course challenging your content from a 3d perspective is also something paul speaks to shari about today so i'm going to hand it over to paul and shari and i'll be back with you at the end of the show and i'm going to share some uh, some of my favorite pieces from today's interview with you at the end so we'll chat to you then how's it going shari how are you hi how are you thanks so much for having me on no, thank you for coming on. I'm really looking forward to this episode. And even in the, the preamble before we got started, there was some really interesting stuff uh, I can't wait to talk to you about. But I suppose before we get into that, um, why don't you tell our audience a little bit about how you started uh, and how you got to where you are today? Sure. Sounds like a plan. It's not such a short story, but I'll shorten it. So um, I've been in the online space um, and in my having my own business for about two and a half, three years now. And I uh, kind of came about from people always ask me how I got into this field. I said, I think the minute I opened my mouth, I was coaching people, but it was a bunch of changes in my own life, um, a divorce, change of career. I was an artist before and I was always looking for the right fit for me. And this just mix of pieces fell into place. I went for a yoga certification and then I just knew I was meant to work with people and it just kind of went down the rabbit hole and then got really interested in the creative side of people's businesses when building their own businesses because I'm able to see the magic in people's work uh, when they step out of the sea of sameness and really stand up and say what they're looking to say or do things their way. So I do a lot of work with entrepreneurs of helping them create that. I mean, I do personal soul stuff with people as well. But in terms of the content, obviously, um, I not only create my own, but I help other people kind of claim the stake to their mountain. I always joke around. It's like a brave heart moment. Like when you stand on top yeah. of that mountain and you own where you are, then people don't forget it. So um, it's it's been an amazing journey and it's still evolving. So I won't say I'm there yet because I like to keep myself open. I walk my talk. So I, I like to keep the creativity leaning me towards different directions and see where it goes. I really like that. Um, I mean, look, every day is a learning day. We're always developing, no matter how much you think you're the finished article. You know, if you get to that point, I think there's a problem, you know. I agree. Um, I suppose as regards, you know, helping people be, you know, find that creative edge. A lot of us, you know, are guilty of, you know, producing content and falling into a rhythm of, 
been working in our business and on our business and perhaps don't see, you know, that creative edge that could be there. Um, you know, Shari, how do you help people actually, you know, see that? It's a great question. So I think I personally believe that a lot of what holds people back is they get to a certain point and then they level off and they're afraid to take the next jump. It's like that athlete who wears the same mm-hmm. shorts and doesn't shave his beard because he won a game like that and he thinks he's going to continue. <laughs> you know, we have that fear of, yeah. well, I don't want to shake the pot here. Um, and, I, and I like to pull the camera back for people again because what happens is is you get this great idea of a business or you're already in business and you turn direction a little bit and you really make it your own. But then we start to shave off the sides of that bigger dream to fit in. Well, this guru said this works and this kind of launch funnel works. And then all of a sudden you turn around and you're like, I literally sound like everyone else, but I, but I'm making money. So why would I mess with it? Maybe it's just the way it's supposed to be. So I'm a big believer that if you're not lit up in your work, even if you're making money, it's not sustainable. So I'm a big proponent of a legacy sort of business as opposed to a darling of the hour sort of business because anyone can have one good launch. Anyone can have a good year or two. But is it something you're going to want to grow with? Is it something that fulfills you as you change and learn? Or are you really, you know, even just the whole ideal client who you're creating the content for? If it stays stagnant, just by nature, we get bored, especially add on the crazy entrepreneurial spirit. We get bored no matter what. So, you know, we have to make sure to keep it fresh. So to me, creativity is not a side note. It's the main dish because from that place, if you stay in that lit up place of creation mode, literally and figuratively, then the ideas don't stop. A lot of people get afraid, well, I'm going to run out of ideas. I don't have anything else to say. So that's coming from that scarcity mindset of, uh oh, I came out with something good once. What's going to happen now? Well, wherever that good stuff came out the first time, it's an endless flow as long as you stop watching what everyone else is doing, stop calculating what it may mean, and let the answers come to you and then you can play with them. So, like I said to you before we started recording, a lot of times people guard their ideas very carefully. So, it's like this gem that they found, but they don't realize that. They can take it apart and break it into different pieces. They can, some people learn visually, some people learn, you know, through audio, some people learn through written word. You have completely different angles on the same content ideas if you tap into human nature and the playfulness that we have all forgotten to bring into our life. So, you know, it's not only about only having one passion and always making sure that everything's perfect. But it's about playing and and investigating and experimenting and seeing what works and what doesn't. And the more room you make for it, the larger it can grow for you and for your audience. Yeah, there are so many points there. There's very a lot of tangents to go off in. Uh, I'm getting excited already. Um, I mean, having a lot of different interests. I mean, a lot of us are defined by that. You know, obviously, I'd be I'd be into football. I've had a successful fantasy football yeah. business with Phil. Who's not here today? Obviously, technology would blog on that and and content. And I suppose it kind of it's part of of being in the industry for coming on. I suppose just a little over eight years now. But um, as regards, you know, let's let's play around because some of our audience, you know, they they've had they've had success. You know, they've had a, a, a decent amount of success online. Uh, maybe you've had that one big launch. Or, you know, maybe you're looking at the second, and as you say, well, okay, now I'm a little bit okay unsure. Do I just keep going? You're listening to. You know, the experts out there and all of a sudden you're becoming this watered down, uh, inauthentic version of yourself. 
do you put authenticity and creativity kind of very much in the same bracket as one breeds the other or um, do you think of creativity in a different way? Actually, I think they completely go hand in hand. Thank you for pointing that out because people put them in separate categories and then they get confused by, well, what am I supposed to pick? Well, you don't pick up authenticity once in a while hmm. when it's fueled from the creative part of you that's just who you are, that's just your magic, and it is the blend of all the things that you've done. You don't have to keep checking in, am I being authentic? Of course you are. It's coming from you. But when that authenticity drops is when people stop being creative, when they start to sound like everyone else, when they do water down, when they look around them so much so that they don't remember their own ideas and I don't even think people do it intentionally most of the time, but you end up opting in for people's things. You watch 50 webinars. Of course, you're going to start modeling what you see out there, especially if it's working, but then you lose your own edge. I don't mean you need to do everything so differently, but you have to lead with what makes you different and then help it fit into what works. I really like that. And I, I always find that, you know, I suppose longevity, that's something with, I suppose with Content Academy and myself and Phil have been speaking about it is, you know, we want this to have longevity. We nearly want, essentially want that legacy piece from it. So it's not about one big launch or it's not about one big signature product. It's something which in, say, five, ten years, we can look back and be, you know, really, really proud of all the stuff that we've done and, and it grows and, and it develops. Um, as regards to the authenticity piece, absolutely key because, the less authentic you are, the harder it is to actually have your own voice and have your own message. Uh, and all of a sudden, you're having to nearly get in character, be it through written content, be it through audio or whatever else it is. And, and that's something I think which we really want to stay away from, because ultimately, you're going to be happier if you are being yourself. Uh, and also, um, your audience will resonate more with you because the people who you like, who like you, will work with you uh, and be your audience, as opposed to maybe... You might have some interesting content for the masses, but then, you know, they'll move on. So I, I really, really like that. But I think what was quite interesting was, and, and before we got started, um, Shari, you were speaking a little bit about um, a retreat and a little bit about um, a new course that you have coming up, which really digs into, I suppose, um, finding the, the creative edge and probably a whole lot more. But there's probably two things I'd really like to talk about. One would be you know, what was the, the process to actually get the content and to, and to build that, that course? And then secondly, you know, what's, what's in it itself and, and, you know, what will people benefit from if they went on it, you know? There's so many good nuggets that you just hit on. We could have like a 12-hour podcast and still not be done. <laughs> It'll have to be a second episode. So it's that's true. I'm you down uh, to come back Great on. <laughs> points across the board. And I think that you hit on something that I just want to point out before I answer your questions that I really want the audience to hear. That zipping on feels like a costume, like you're wearing a role when you're writing your content. You're wearing a role when you turn on the video. And that's when you know something's off because people don't realize how far away they get from their own voice because things move very quickly in the online world. Um, you want to keep up. There's a new platform. There's a new this. And you, know, you want to be doing all of the things, which is fabulous, except when things start feeling uncomfortable, when you almost have to like take a breath, like you're going to take some history test in school you didn't want. That's not yeah, the zone that. you want to be creating from, because promise you nothing good's going to come from that. So I... I just told you that I just returned from a retreat in Colorado last week. Uh, it was 10 entrepreneurs, and um, I taught a couple of the days of workshops. And the other people who taught were very 
into the hustle, masculine uh, metrics and monetization and all the organization and goal setting. And it was fabulous. Um, and I was brought in, being the unicorn that I am, to do the creative side of it. So I really kind of shook everyone up because it's awesome to measure. It's great to do your research. It's great to ha know your, your customer and your systems and your automation. I'm not taking any of that away. But it comes back to what we're talking about. If you can't stand, and I just said this to you before, it's that brave heart moment when you want to stake your claim in your mountain, stand on top literally with war paint on and scream to the masses why to climb your mountain, and you literally feel it fueling through your body, it's a lot easier to create from that place of passion than at the bottom of the mountain surrounded by thousands of people who look exactly the same. So also when you stake that claim in who you are, it makes it a lot easier to attract your people, like you said. So I always use this example of you're at a party. Your six best friends are there, and there are also about 40 other people. Some of them you know, some of them you don't, some of them you don't like at all. How differently are you going to speak at a dinner party of 46 people of a mixed bag of people than when everyone else leaves and your six closest friends are there? You're going to say what you want to say when your six closest friends are there. And that's how we have to approach creating content as though you're speaking to your six best friends who need your help because then your passion and your caring and your service comes through and the rest takes care of itself. So this course that I, that I write in the middle of writing um, is actually very much in line with how I teach and how I create. So it's probably going to throw off the content people on the podcast. So I apologize for being the rule breaker, but the way I create content is very different than other people. There well, once like in a while, yeah, so once in a while sure. there's a mind map, but there's generally just a big piece of paper and it just flows straight out of me. So I can write a whole course based upon one conversation with one client and it'll just, I'll hang up from the call and I sometimes feel bad because I get as much out of the calls as they do. And I, it's because I listen in a certain way that everything is content to me. Everything is research to me because I'm so vested in the service of it that every little word, it's not, okay, now I'm going to go find my SEO words and pay attention to what people are looking for. No, I'm always on alert just naturally because I'm so passionate about what I do that I want to find all the nooks and crannies of where the hidden stuff that holds people back or their quote unquote pain points are so that I know I'm hitting the nail on the head from that place that I teach from. So this course came about from a combination of the retreat as well as two client sessions that I had. So I was working with a PT based in the UK and he's all about connecting with his clients. He's a real lovely, warm, giving guy and he's competing with about 40 other PTs in the gym who are more buff, yeah. louder, nastier, more extroverted, all that. And, you know, he doesn't want to stand like he's in a Turkish market screaming for clients. <laughs> so we talked about, you know, well, what makes you different? And you literally, I mean, we did the video, we was on a Skype video call, his whole face changed completely. And I actually took a screenshot for him to show him so that he could remember it. His whole face lit up like a backlight. Talked about how he cares what they feel like and that they feel understood and um, how he wants to explain to them that they don't have to be in pain. They don't have to feel overweight. They don't have to hold their, their life back. And he, it just all flowed right out of him. And I said, so let me ask you a question. If that's what you wrote, I mean, he was waiting to write emails 
Paul. It took him yeah. about a month to write one email, and it was like like that history test you didn't want to take. This torturous thing on his to-do list that kept getting moved and moved and moved. And so it ended up he was beating himself up about it. I'm lazy. I procrastinate. You know, all those messages were told by yep. parents, teachers, bosses, ourselves, which are always the worst. All these messages start flooding in his head. Of course, there were no ideas left. He had beaten it all the pulp out of it. So when I brought him back to what he wanted to feel and what he wanted his clients to feel, all of a sudden it all flowed. He wrote a month worth of content in about two hours. Excellent. So I suppose honing in on the content aspect, I really like that. And I suppose a personal trainer in the gym, um, it just goes to show there's a lot of different people we can work with. How did you actually turn that into content uh, for him, Shari? What, what were the steps that you took to, to do that? So the word content, unfortunately, scares a lot of people. They think it needs to be like tablets from the top of a mountain with this, you know, disseminated <laughs> from some holy man. Yeah. Content just means what you have to teach. Bite-sized pieces of what you know that you want to parlay to your audience. So first of all, I took the word content out. We didn't talk at all about his emails. I just got him talking about what matters to him, and that's what I do with my clients. It goes back to the principles that you value and the principles that your business values because sometimes they're different, sometimes they're the same, but when you're able to look at your business from outside of yourself and yourself from outside of your business, you can see different qualities in both that keep you out of that sea of sameness. Stop that watering down thing. Well, sure, I may write copy for some of my clients, but I don't write it like anybody else. I may coach or do business strategy, but you could have someone who quote unquote does the same thing as me. They can't possibly do what I do because they don't have my experience. They don't have my heart. They don't have my passion. They don't have my sense of humor. They, all of those things that for some people would work amazingly and other people would be totally turned off. And that's exactly what you want when you're creating your content. Like you said, stop talking to the masses because you're actually not saying anything. We have massive bookstores that have books on everything. None of us are recreating oxygen here. You know, there's nothing new under yeah. the sun. So the more you focus on not the creation part, but the meaning behind it, the reason you want to get this out there so badly what you know to be true that you don't see out there, what you see is missing, that's the backbone of your content. Then you want to decide how to write it in modules. You want to write, you want to do video, you want to do audio, you want to do group, you want to do, that's secondary. People start with that and that's what trips them up because frankly, it's boring. So of course you're going to go to a template and then you don't even want to be teaching it. Oh yeah, there's nothing worse than when you actually oh. you go through a video series and you can see the presenters. Exactly. You know they they've waned. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like all minute of them, the twelve. Ten modules like, oh should have been God. six modules. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, cool. Okay, so I mean, look, I really like that. You know, it's all about getting, you know, being authentic, getting to the meaning of, you know, what do you want to teach? I mean, effectively, that's it. And. You know, there's nothing new being created under the sun. I quite like that as well. I actually jotted that down. Um, so I suppose as regards to come, when it came to your, your own course, and I suppose you spoke about just, just getting going, just not that page and starting to work on it. Um, how long did it take you to actually, I suppose, when you came up with the idea that you're going to you know, do a course to actually start to create it? So I'm going to be honest, because I'm such a creative, it's a challenge for me. I have 
I hope this is okay to say because I use it in my work all the time. There's something that creative entrepreneurial minds have that I call creative constipation. So it's a million <laughs> ideas and you never actually get any of them out or one jumps yeah. to the next one and one shoots off to something else. And all of a sudden your mind is flooded and you're sitting there with a blank piece of paper, but you can see I'm it all inside your head. You just don't know how to make it happen. So I'm a big believer on leaning on people who stay in your zone of genius and getting help outside of yourself. And I'm a very stubborn New Yorker, so it was a hard thing for me to learn. And the reason I'm talking about it is because I want people to understand that it's not natural for everybody. There are some people who are those organized people who come with their highlighters and it just flows out naturally. And then there are other people who have incredible ideas and it just doesn't birth naturally. So yeah. I actually had a woman sit and help me get my modules out. Now this, God bless her, was a feat of the ages because she would give me homework and I would say, I can't, I can't do it. I can't just write this stuff out. <laughs> so she, she and I played with it. And I said to her, my way is speaking. And I'm starting to write a book. And the way I'm writing the book is having a, a guy that I collaborate with we're just talking out the chapters and I'm having it transcribed. So the reason I'm saying this is because I don't want people to think that they're broken if it doesn't come out the way people say content's supposed to come out. Time blocking and three hours of content creation and I'm locking myself in a room. If that works for you, awesome. And there's some people it works for some things that they teach and other things they can't do it that way. So it's about figuring out what your way is and running with it. So for me, yeah. once you get me going, I mean, we're on audio, my hands are flapping. Like I'm passionate about what I speak about. So I can hang up from this call and not know what I said and listen back and say, oh, that was a good one. I don't remember That's it. Good. That's me. Exactly. Wow. I'm like, go, wow, I'm pretty smart that? today. I should write that one down. Yeah. But the point is, is when you come from that place of creativity and passion, you're not coming from your logical mind. That's where the juice is. It's hidden underneath structure for some people like me. So for me, I have to figure out how to rein in the wild mare. So that may be walking around audioing myself and then taking notes afterwards on what I said. It can be, I'll hop on video for 20 minutes. For me, it's always uh, visual or audio. So I can map out a structure and I'll rarely use it. I spoke at an event about a month and a half ago. I mapped out something because everyone else was. So I was like, I'm getting in front of 200 people. Yeah. I should probably have a paper in front of me. It's probably not going to say. You know, it's just like <laughs> I should probably in the cab ride over. You know what? I left the paper in my bag. All I saw was the people in front of me. And granted, most people are not like that. And it's wonderful for me to know that I'm in my zone because it feels so good. But what did I do from there? I got the recording of the talk and I wrote an opt-in based off of what I spoke about. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's powerful stuff. I mean, it just goes to show that, I mean, you're, you're so authentic that you, you know, you can ad lib, you can just get in front yes. of people. And, and that in itself, I mean, that is a talent. However, you can't do that. If we go back to the very, very start of the conversation, you're pretending to be something, then exactly. you need to have that preparation. Exactly. And if you're um, afraid to say something and you're so stuck on your whatever you wrote on the paper, don't bother getting up because even you're not going to want to say what you wrote down. I'm yeah, not saying yeah. you can't get good nuggets out, but make a framework and then build off of it. Whatever you're able to write, even if you're someone who is that structured writer, dig deeper. Once it's done, go in another path. What else is under there? 
Where are dots that you can connect for people that they may not be able to? That to me is where the magic is in people's content because I don't believe in keeping it simple, stupid. I'm, I'm, a, I'm actually very anti that philosophy. I like to make my audience think. I like to ask them questions that they don't know the answer to. Neither do I. I like to pick apart things and leave them hanging. I like to challenge them to go to the next step because not only does it make me grow with them, it makes them stop waiting to be spoon-fed something so that they don't have to keep searching for the answer outside of them because we all know what's inside of us. If, if we just tapped in, we wouldn't need anyone else's help, but everyone has blind spots, and that's what your content is. It's mirrors to help them see their blind spots. So don't you want to make sure it's the best view you can give them, not just a little tidbit because you know it'll help? Like what if you turned them 360 through your content? What if you thought three steps past what they even know is possible? Yeah, I mean, there's so much there. Even, I mean, even if we jump back a bit, I mean, you speak about getting help when you're you're looking uh, and creating the course. And I think what's quite important there is you really uh, you understand yourself, Shari, and that's something which I, I've spent a lot of time working on. And um, I suppose I came to the conclusion there's multiple different kind of exercises and different bits and pieces that can be done. Um, but there's one that came up was um, the architect's mind mindset, and effectively, what it comes down to is me personally. I like being challenged. I like coming up with the big ideas. I like being able to figure something out. But then when it actually comes to taking action and going and, and doing that, you know, my personality naturally doesn't actually get a kick out of that, doesn't get a kick out of going in and, as you say, getting the highlighter out and starting to work through that course as such. Um, and, I mean, you'll be amazed to find that there's a lot of, lot of people out there who would suffer from different, I suppose, different quirks like that. So, for example, the Myers-Briggs personality test is one thing which it was highlighted in that as something I did a number of years ago. And then you're looking at the likes of, say, so Larry Page was somebody who was very much the same. There was a Mark Zuckerberg, uh, a guy we've all probably heard of at the very least. He he also is, was in that same bracket. Uh, but the key thing is, if you look at um, particularly, say, Facebook, for example, you know, Mark Zuckerberg, he's putting the people around him to help that business push forward, you know. And even looking at his keynote a couple of months back, it was sensational. It was really, really interesting. Um, but having said that, I mean, you know, that's great. They're big, big, huge, successful people. But even if you look at what you're trying to achieve, um, you know, what kind of person are you? And I suppose I don't know. Phil's not here now, so he can't he can't defend himself like a <laughs> fellow want really. Um, but he's he's very much more of the. I what do I do? I need to know what to do. You know, he wants to. He's he's at his happiest when he's busy and he's working through things and he's marking things off his you know, his to-do list. And, and that's where, you know, I suppose the zone of genius comes from him is really true, you know, actually um, getting things done. Uh, and again, there's a lot of different things that are needed in business. And I think it's it's very, very powerful, Sherry, that you, you're brave enough to say, you know what, that part wasn't great for me, so I've got somebody to help me, you know. Uh, and I think that's something which we need to kind of do is don't be afraid to ask for help, but then also spend a bit of time understanding yourself. I mean, as you said, you know, there's a there's a lot of content out there. It's pretty probably very difficult to recreate anything, but especially if it comes down to you know what's holding you back from being successful. Yes, you could say I don't know how to create this type of content or that type of content. And then there's a lot of different people you can talk to. It could be you know we help with content. Our our idea is really to help people make content great. You know, no matter what format it is. And um, however. You know, you're finding your message. That's something which is very important. Finding out, you know, what you're good at, what you're bad at. And then also, you know, as you mentioned earlier on, being creative, 
being able to be creative and then become authentic and, and deliver that, I think, is, is absolutely brilliant. So there's a lot of stuff there. Um, I suppose as regards your the book piece, that's very interesting because a lot of people we speak to, they want to get that book out there and they're just they just don't know how to do it. So you've got is it a ghostwriter then, Charlie, that you have no, in play and you're, you're just talking to a friend of mine who we collaborate wow. with. He actually said it to me. He's written three books and he's just this powerhouse. Stuff just comes right out of him. And I was on the phone with him once. He's like, where's your book? I'm like, dude, are you kidding me? Do you know what it takes me to, <laughs> to get a program out? Because, I, Paul, I'm exactly like you. The ideas for this second, it has to go down on paper. I'm like, okay, where are the fairies that are going to make this happen? Because yeah, I'm already yeah, bored. I'm this. bored. <laughs> um, yeah. And I just to your point of all the personality tests and all that, you know, it helps to take them because you don't feel broken. And then you can go from there and say, oh, this is just a strength of mine. It's not that I can't do that. It's just that's not where, where I'm best serving myself and my clients. So he had said to me, he it was actually his idea. And I like wept in gratitude. And he said, Shari, you, I could wake you up in the middle of the night with a phone call and you could wax on poetically about everything you believe. I'm like, oh, of course. He's like, so why can't you write a book? I'm like, because it's boring. I don't want to sit there with <laughs> yeah, the flashing cursor looking light, at me. I'm yeah. like, I'm already bored. So he's like, well, what if we, and I said, you are brilliant. And now, of course, I have three books in my head because it's all in there. I don't want to be constipated. I want to birth this stuff out because sometimes when we don't get the ideas out, they start getting muddy inside. One melds into another. You don't think you have any fresh ideas because they're all sitting on top of each other. So when you're able yeah. to take something out and move it, and again, I'm luckily not cursed with the perfectionist gene so i don't really care i'm like just i'm like a little kid so i'm so excited to get it out that if it's not perfect my people who are drawn to my stuff wouldn't notice if it was perfect anyway perfect fonts and perfect branding again like you said you can hire stuff out you can barter stuff out you can go on fiverr you can go on youtube there's the the answer of i don't know how to do it is no longer something that's a reality in today's world. I mean, there's so many different ways to make things happen if you want to. You just have to be able to be brave enough to ask the question of what's really holding me back? Why am I using that as an excuse? And that's actually something that I did taught on the retreat and I'm teaching in my course is let's really take apart what those things are. What are all your excuses? What are your habits and patterns of, oh, well, I sit down to write and then I get bored or I get distracted easily. Well, if you were coming from your passion, and finding your way of doing it, you would already be done with whatever you're trying to get out. So there, like you said, there, there's something stuck there. That's when you're zipping on that suit of I'm now creating content. It's you're already bored before you open up your laptop or take out your notebook. So <laughs> yeah, what's yeah, that yeah. like, like tipping point <laughs> where the lights go off and let's figure out where the light switch is and solve the underlying problem, which a lot of times just happens with being afraid and doing it anyway facing a fear, doing it anyway, working around another creative way. Sometimes I use archetypes in my work where, okay, I can't do it, but if I bring in the wild woman, the course is written in an hour and a half because she doesn't care about anything. And she's like, I'm going to do it my way. Because, you know, even as we grow, and to me it's a real rinse and repeat process, the more success you have, the scarier it is to stand out because you're like, oh, I don't want to rock the boat here. But that's when you have to stand out even more. Because that's when you're really climbing up that Braveheart Mountain and you're almost, you know, getting your real platform, not halfway up. But you don't have to keep climbing down to carry people up. 
You just have to shine even more clearly so that they can see you and come to you like a lighthouse instead of you having to manually bring people up up the steps. Yeah. Um and I mean that all all makes so much sense. I suppose Shari, I suppose we're sort of coming we're running uh tie for time, but if we were to think about, you know, you're you're in the retreat or you're you know, you're you're challenging people about I suppose ultimately it's you know, how do they want to communicate their message? Do you have any exercises or is there any questions that you get people to ask themselves for them to figure out, you know what, I don't like writing, but maybe I like something, another way to deliver? Yes. So what I like people to do is almost look at the content that in their mind needs to be created that's sitting in a cube. So if you're sitting at a cube and it's a one-dimensional thing and you only see the front of it, then you think that's the only way to get in. So I will, I use a lot of art in my work with clients, which sounds crazy because most people automatically say I'm not artistic. So first we move that out of the way and then we (laughs) go in there anyway. Um, And we make this cube 3D and we turn it and we turn it on its side and it, it stands on this way and it stands on that way. And all of a sudden the content ideas look differently from another place. Well, what would that content sound like if it was in a meditation, let's say? What would the content look like if you did a video series? What would the content sound like if you did it on an audio? What would it look like if you had someone design it in a fillable PDF for you? What if it was just a regular Word document? And all of a sudden, the content comes alive. And it's almost, it's going to sound a little woo, but it works. If you almost ask the content, like, what's the best way you're going to come out? You get an answer from your own head be like, this would be so much better on video because I'm so animated about what I want to talk about. Or I can have video testimonials and have a couple of people in a classroom and just video the class of me teaching in front of them when I'm really engaging with someone. So it's not me alone in the room trying to get my points across and gathering other people's questions about what I want to teach that I may not have thought of, but will help other people learn. So there's never one way to skin a cat. I don't think there's ever, I think there's an endless way to create content. So besides the fact that most people are bored of what they've seen out there, for yourself to keep it fresh, create a 3D version of this and turn it around. Don't make any quick decisions. Play with something. Maybe make what, I like to mix my modules up. So if let's say it's a six-week course, each week is delivered completely differently. And what it does, I'm a big pattern interrupt person because I need it. I get bored very easily. We're probably the same Myers-Briggs. <laughs> um, yeah, it's If you well. don't keep me on my toes, you could be teaching me the secrets of the world and I'll be looking out the window at the butterflies. I'm already, I have an attention span of a flea. So I have to be taught different ways. Sometimes I need to hear the same thing in different ways. Read it twice, hear it on audio, listen on a quest. Q&A call. And all of a sudden, week three, I'm like, oh, why didn't she say that the first week? She did, but I didn't hear it. So also remembering, really remembering how differently people learn that just because you almost vomit the information out doesn't mean it's being received the way you wanted it to be taught. So challenge yourself to make that 3D cube of your content, not only for you to birth it, but for the people who you're trying to teach to learn it really really like that and I, it's, what's interesting is you know we, we spoke a lot about content uh, obviously for the topic of the podcast and however we, we've spoke about repurposing of content a lot you know um, and I suppose looking at the content in the 3D version well 
I really like that because essentially, yes, I mean, it is a form of repurposing because you, you will be able to make those different versions. But all of a sudden, you know, you've challenged yourself and you've asked the content, you know, what is the best way for you to come alive? And I like the way that sounds a little bit out there and a little bit different. But ultimately, if you do that, um, you could be really surprised with what you, you come across and what you enjoy. And even actually recently, uh, Peter Vug, he's, you know, he's an entrepreneur. He's, he's got a number of books out there. He's, he's fantastic. A really, really big fan of his. And a piece of content he did recently, which actually, you know, resonated with me was um, he did these meditation style videos. So it's like a SoundCloud uh, type, um, you know, a, a album of such of 14 tracks. And it's basically, you know, some are upbeat, some are downbeat. And it is just key messages from him, which is delivered. And if someone had said to me that, yeah, you're going to be listening to kind of meditation right. with business messages <laughs> infused, I just said, get out of here. Yeah. That sounds awful. And then all of a sudden, I've found it, I've, I've consumed it, I've enjoyed it. Um, so challenging your content from a 3D point of view to see what way the content should come out is, uh, is quite a nice uh, take on things, Shari. I like that a lot. And also when you do it, you can then really lean into the repurposing because you're seeing it not flat anymore. So when you look at it from another angle, all of a sudden you're like, oh, that would be a great email series that I could use this one topic for my entire month of my newsletter because I can take three directions off of one and it uses that creative constipation in a way that actually helps you because when the ideas start flowing, you have a place to put them because they did all fuel from that original idea. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Tweets, social media um, posts, all that stuff. You don't have to be reinventing the wheel. Your platforms are your platforms. Your message is your message. How can you play in there? Yeah, and that's it. I mean, we talk a little differently on each platform, but essentially the message is then just delivered to suit that platform. So absolutely. Uh, really like that. So I suppose we're, we're running really tight for time here now, Shari. So I've got one last question. Um, and I suppose it is a question that Phil would normally ask. So in his absence, I'll, I'll throw it at you. And it's it's a difficult one. So, um, you know, send a hate mail to Phil if you don't like it. Um, <laughs> Phil, I hope I'm not going to be angry at you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so I suppose if you could go back, I suppose, to, to the start and think about everything that you've, you've done um, since working online and working with people in, in your business, um, what is the one piece of advice you would give to yourself if you were starting out now oh this is an easy one okay now I'm not, uh, now I'm not mad at Phil or Paul Excellent. <laughs> uh, for me I'm guilty of exactly what I teach I held back I was afraid to ship stuff so to speak I was afraid to put stuff out there because what if I don't know what I'm talking about you know I, I didn't really have that whole fraud mentality but it was that wobbly beginner's mind where yeah. I forgot yeah. that my stuff is different because I'm different because everyone's different that I could just start going. So I was able to speak about things a lot, but I wasn't creating content in relation to how deep and differently I was teaching because I was still too afraid. And once I started to build the momentum in small steps, I don't think it means, you know, one of these massive launches. I think it means throw a beta course out there. Say, hey, I'm jumping on a webinar and I'm not sure what I'm going to talk about. Um, throw out an article as a guest post on, you know, HuffPost or MindBodyGreen or Entrepreneur or Forbes. Put it out there. It doesn't even matter if it goes well. And that's what I had to learn. There's something about shipping it 
that relieves the pressure off of you. And then you're not ready to go to the next mountain. And it's so funny because I almost don't even check anymore how it goes because I just feel good that I did it, that I'm not sitting on it. And it just helps me move through things and create more and create more and create more. People are so afraid they're going to run out of ideas so they don't bother doing anything where each little bit fuels more. And I think you don't know that until you actually get in there and roll your sleeves up. Oh, brilliant. Excellent. So thank you very much. That was uh, very insightful there. Um, Shari, if people want to, to find you, how can they, they reach out and make contact and, and uh, find you, really, I guess? Sure. Simple so question, I, that one. It is a simple question. I know the answer to that one. Excellent. <laughs> uh, you Brilliant. can reach me on my website, which is shariteegman.com. I have a podcast on iTunes and Stitcher as well. It's called The Creative Soul Lab. Facebook is Shari D. Teagman. Twitter, Instagram, Shari D. Teagman. I'm usually in some sort of ridiculous pose, either eating ice cream, sticking my tongue out. You'll find me and notice me. I kind of stand out. So, you know, I would love to touch base with anyone who's interested. Just, you know, even just shoot me an email and say hi at Shari at Teagman.com. You know, I love to connect with new people and hear what you guys are working on. So, I'm not a believer in people can only speak to you if they pay you. Like I said, I'm always doing research. So every conversation for me builds me to where I want to be. So I'm happy to connect with anybody. Brilliant. And I suppose your upcoming course, if people are interested, um, I guess, you know, sign up to your email list. Exactly. You'll probably find out about it that way. Exactly. Um, and I had sent over an opt-in uh, with you that is called how to take your business from a 2D plan to a lit up legacy. And I talk about a lot of what I was talking about today. And from there, uh, you'll get all the information about the course launching and everything else that's coming down the pike. Excellent. Well, look, we will have extensive show notes and have all of that captured in it. So don't worry if you're listening and you didn't quite get all those different areas. Uh, we'll have that there in the show notes page. So, uh, Shari, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, it's been great. Uh, and I suppose, as we said at the start, going to definitely get you back on again especially when phil is available because i'm sure he'd love to chat to you as well so thanks so much thank you so much for having me on it was awesome and i really am a fan of your show so i'm really happy to have gotten the opportunity yes so there you have it a very insightful interview between paul and sherry and as i said at the top of the show plenty of nuggets of information in there for you to take away and implement today um i particularly liked um kind of sherry's uh outlook on content and and looking at it from a 3d perspective about turning it on turning it on its head and also asking your content do you know what method is going to allow me to get you out there in the best way and how are you best going to come out sounds a bit woo woo as i said but it genuinely does work and very much worth looking at and obviously looking at the content from the meaning so what's the meaning behind what you're trying to do what are you really trying to get out there and that can help shape the content that you create so it's a great way of looking at it and obviously shari's content create creation methods are, are definitely different to my own she just seems to let it flow she will sit down she will listen and she says she listens in a different way so having spoken to people our clients um and just seeing where their pain points are she can get off a call then and really start mapping out and 
some of the stuff that she's learned from the call that she can implement then in her content creation you know and she even said it herself that everything is content you know it, it, it's all she's always alert she's always looking for stuff and she's always uh, switched on to opportunities for creating some great content that her audience is really going to love but it's not just about creating content that her audience would love it's just something she also spoke about it's about challenging your audience you know she even says it herself she will ask her audience questions that maybe she doesn't even know the answers to but she will still get stuck in there ask them the questions really challenge themselves you know to to think about the perspective in which she's coming from and how they can implement that into uh, their own lives you know and one of the other things she also says and it's something we've spoke about before um, and you've, you've heard it time and time again from various other peoples but it's about kind of under promising and over delivering um, which is a great way of looking at things and one of the, the things that Shari does is um, she kind of said to us well what if you took your audience three steps past uh, what they thought was possible. For me, that's a great way of looking at it because you are guaranteed that you are not only going to wow your audience and endear them to you because you're over-delivering, but you're really giving them a chance to look at it from another angle, another perspective, as we've already said, and plow on through and they can get past what they thought was possible. So you're kind of breaking down those barriers for, for your audience so that they are not looking at it, well, I can only do so much. And it's a great way of doing it. And there was a lot of talk about the mindset and having that shift in your mindset about what was possible. Some of the excuses even that, that kind of Shari had said that she was getting excuses from clients, but being able to sit down and really examine you know what is at the root of those excuses and one of the great things that she spoke about and and looking at it um, from from all sorts of angles was when you're able to look at your business from outside yourself and yourself from outside of your business you can see the different qualities in both of them um, that can keep you out of that sea of sameness and that sea of sameness is something that I will definitely be taking away from today's interview in that you know authenticity as Paul was kind of hinting at and creativity certainly go hand in hand and wearing that suit as it was put that when you either get in front of the camera or me now getting behind the microphone or when you sit down to write your, your content is that you don't want to feel like it's time to go from well, if I use me you know normal feel to you know podcast feel I'm one of the same I'd like to think I am certainly there will be different things that I would do in normal life that I may not necessarily talk about here in the show but there's definitely nothing that I do in uh, in the show that I wouldn't talk about in normal life, if that makes sense. So trying to stay real and true to who you are will help you get through that. Because if you're putting on, I don't want to say an act because I don't want to, to kind of accuse anyone of acting. But if you're kind of having a, a, a public persona that isn't necessarily 100% true to you, you're going to find it difficult to maintain and it will become much more like work and having to step into that suit as it was put. Um, so again, just something to bear in mind and really think about. And obviously, if you're genuinely entrenched in what you're doing, you love it with a great passion, like Shari clearly does with what she does, um, well then you're going to get a lot more done you're going to keep going through those difficult and dark days that we often speak about and it's a great way of looking at it and the final point I wanted to leave on was, was uh, again that difficult question that I always like to ask the guests I'm glad to see Paul decided to uh, to throw that in there even though I wasn't available for today's show and the big thing that Shari wished she knew when she started was that she needs to ship you know she said there's something about shipping that relieves the pressure from her um and if only she'd known that sooner they're just getting it out there it doesn't she says she doesn't even look at it after that that it may not necessarily have to have the big 
bang positive reaction that she hopes it will have but even just getting it done and getting it shipped is a great weight off her shoulders and keeps her pushing forward so there were some of the main things that i really really liked from today's show hopefully you got a lot out of that and if you want to check out any more from today's show, of course, please do head on over to content.academy episode 36. That's episode 36 for all of today's show notes with Shari. There is a little opt-in there if you want to go and check out what Shari is doing and her upcoming course. You can certainly go and check that. But I would implore you, if you have even two minutes of your time available, drop her a tweet and say thank you very much for the fantastic insight that she has shared with us on today's show. And until next time, folks, have a fantastic day, a great week, and we'll chat to you soon. All the best.